with Siata Dishmaya, let's continue with our lessons on learning how to build a sanctuary in your heart and meeting with the King of Kings. Whoa. And so now, let's continue. So we've already explained that our Avodah is to integrate the knowledge of the Creator in our heart. And we said there's, there are two fundamental principles involved here. The one principle is that the power of speech is essential. And certainly you have to first contemplate the fact that Hashem created each particular thing. And after that, you, have, you must verbalize the thought and say, this object could not have been created by itself. Hashem must have made it. The second principle is that you must set aside a time each day devoted to contemplation. And the Ramhal writes in Derek at time that one must sit for an hour free of all involvements of this world and think. And beyond this, you must reawaken emuna throughout the day. So ideally, this should be done about every half an hour. And the relationship between the two is this. Without the daily hour of contemplation, the intermittent thoughts throughout the day will have no power. And in both instances, verbalization is essential. If you don't verbalize these concepts, the thoughts will just hoover in the air. As Hazal have taught that one cannot acquire anything by just merely thinking about it. And we mentioned briefly that the sign that you can proceed further with our lessons here is that not only external reminders or mental habits will force you to think of the Creator, but rather your soul itself will demand constant remembrance because it will sense the life-giving power of the Semuna. So, if you only have a superficial good habit, then the soul doesn't feel any vitality from it, and the inner feeling has not been awakened. So, if the soul demands the remembrance, then it has certainly become part of your life. Yeah? So, we dealt at length with the first step, the deep knowing that there is a Creator. And this is not merely a stepping stone for the next stage. Rather, this Emuna itself sustains the soul. And we mentioned it before, Havakub came and placed the mitzvot on a single foundation. The righteous man lives through his faith. And lives means that he gets a sense of vitality from his faith. And this is much more than a feeling of encouragement that that you sense because of your faith. Because the body inhales air and the heart inhales faith. So just as the body needs material foods, the soul needs spiritual food. Man does not live on bread alone, rather than man, the soul, lives on all that comes forth from the mouth of Hashem. And the Arizal explanation of this verse is well known. The soul receives its vitality from the divine element in the food that we eat. The body receives vitality from the physical things. But the soul receives vitality from emuna, from faith. So if you get a sense of vitality from the things, the truth is, and, and the truth of a moon is not, it's merely something like dry, some dry information, then you haven't uncovered the inner essence of the soul and you're not ready. You're not ready to progress. But if you've been privileged to live with the knowledge of the Creator and your soul demands to continually live with it and experience it, now you can progress to this next stage. Yeah? So, what's the next stage? Once you know that there's a creator, two questions arise. Number one, 
What are the attributes of the Creator and how do they relate to you? And number two is, where is the Creator found? So in general, we say that these are the next two areas of Avoda. So let's first deal with the second one. Where is the Creator found? And eventually, we'll also return to the first area. What's my relationship with the Creator? And that involves loving Hashem. And understanding His divine province. And after you've attained an intellectual and inner spiritual awareness that there is a Creator and derive a sense of vitality from it, then you have to stop and ask yourself, where is the Creator found? Yemiyahu prophesies in the name of Hashem, can a man hide in secret places that I do not see him? Says God, do I not fill the heavens and the earth? And so likewise, we say in the daily prayers, you are He, the, the same before the world was created, and you are He since the world was created. So just as Hashem was everywhere before creation, so too Hashem is everywhere after creation. As Azal said in, in their well-known dictum, there is no place devoid of His presence. So again, this is essentially what the Ramah was referring to in the first Siman of the Shekhan Aruk. I place Hashem before me at all times. And this is a great overriding rule of Torah observance and one of the essential devotional practices of the righteous Sadiqim who walk before God at all times, who live with a constant awareness of God's presence in all aspects of their lives. This is to say, Hashem is everywhere. And so, however, you have to contrast this with the material world. For example, let's say you have a watch and you place it somewhere, but now you can't remember where you put it. So what do you do? You begin to look for it. You go from room to room and you search one drawer after another, checking to see if the watch is there. And so when you notice, once you notice, you notice it that the watch been, has been found, as long as you don't didn't notice it, the watch is still missing. But Hashem is different. You can't observe Hashem with physical eyes, for no man can see me and live. Hashem is a hidden God. So it's impossible to see or hear Hashem. And certainly, you cannot feel Him with your hands. So how then can you sense where He is found? And for this, you need a munah. You have to have faith in Hazal, who informed us that Hashem is everywhere, and we must have faith in the words of the prophets who wrote in Hashem's name. Do I not feel the heavens and the earth? So if so, our ovoda is to reach the true awareness that Hashem is with us in the room. He's with you wherever you are. And this is the work of Emuna. You have to bring this into your heart. Once you've attained true faith, true Emuna, you're going to actually feel that Hashem is present in your heart. And the first thing is to believe it. You have to believe it. So how do you accomplish this? So now let's start with an example from the material world. If an object is a thousand kilometers away, you can't see it. If it's close by, you can and so the inability to see an object stems from the distance between the person and the object. So when you come closer to the object, you're able to see it. In contrast, the reason we don't see Hashem is not that He's not in some faraway place. There's only one reason. He cannot be seen. And one can then ask, if I cannot see Hashem, how can I live with the feeling that He's here? So when... A person is already pure and Hashem is revealed in his heart. He's no longer going to entertain such questions. 
And until you reach this state, it's a matter of faith. You have to trust Azal. And we have to know that Hashem is present wherever you are. Wherever you are. You can't see Him, but you have to have faith. And so we mentioned before that there's two kinds of faith. The knowledge of the intellect and the emunah of the heart. And we need both. The emunah of the heart is the ability to sense that this is an absolute fact. Just as you know, an object exists before you feel it. If you know that there's a God who nobody who has no body or corporeal concepts and who has no beginning and end and so on, it should be clear that Hashem must be present wherever you are. But the question is, how do you awaken the soul to the simple awareness that Hashem is, is present? So as we mentioned before, Avodah must always be accompanied with the proper speech. And here too, we have to use this faculty. You have to sit during your hour devoted to contemplation. As we discussed before, and ask yourself, where is Hashem? Where's Hashem? You have to respond, Hashem is here right next to me. Then ask yourself, can I see Him? The answer is no. Ask, do I believe that He's here with me? The answer is yes. Then say, if I believe He's here with me, but I do not sense his presence. How can I say that I, 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 I have a living, uh, I'm living my faith. Why don't I sense it yet? So you don't sense Hashem with you because you are too focused on yourself. If you would only stop thinking about yourself all the time, you would naturally sense Hashem. Hazal said concerning a conceited person, Hashem says we cannot dwell together in the same world. And what does that mean? Hashem fills the entire world and there is no place devoid of His presence. How could they say that Hashem is not present where the conceited person is found? So of course He's there. He's everywhere. But Hazal are telling us that He cannot be felt in such a place. And it's not that He's not there, but that conceit prevents the awareness of His existence. And so, the reason that each and every one of us doesn't feel Hashem is the conceit that we all have in one way or another. It might seem appropriate to suggest that we all start working on maybe attain, attaining some humility. And the problem is that in order to achieve true humility, you have to feel the Creator. But in order to feel the Creator, you have to be humble. So how do we overcome this paradox? And so a person is prevented from attaining this awareness of Hashem because he is naturally self-absorbed. As we mentioned before, so to overcome this and attain awareness of Hashem, we need words. We need the words, especially words of prayer. So turn to Hashem and speak directly to Him saying, Master of the world, I'm here. And you're also here? Certainly. Do you see me? Absolutely. Can I see you? Certainly not. I cannot see you, but this is much clear. I'm here. And you're here also. I don't feel that you are here. I just know it because I trust in the words of Hazal. And repeat this sentence patiently. Say to Hashem, I don't see you, but I believe you're right here. I don't see you, but I believe you're right here. I don't see you, but I believe you're right here. And when you say this sentence, it has to emerge from the depths of your soul, not from the intellect that knows that Hashem must be here. But from the inner feeling of emunah, that Hashem is here. And although you don't feel it yet, the soul trusts Hazal, who taught that Hashem is present. So now let's imagine right now that Moshe Rabbeinu is in this room. 
And we have the privilege to sit with him and talk to him. So suddenly we see him lift his arm. And from the movement of the arm, it seems that he's shaking someone else's hand. And we look around, but we don't see anybody. We ask him, whose hand did you shake? And he answers simply, Eliyahu Hanavi's. So if such words would come explicitly from the mouth of Moshe Rabbeinu, anyone with simple faith will believe that in fact Eliyahu Hanavi is present here. So if an ordinary person would say such a thing, we could disregard his words and say that he's fantasizing. Moshe Rabbeinu, though, is on a much higher level than Eliyahu Hanavi. Is there any doubt that he could see Eliyahu? Of course he could see him. Anyone would believe Moshe Rabbeinu if he would say that Eliyahu is here in the room. So the faith, this faith is not only in the, in the mind. The soul also will be completely convinced that Eliyahu is here. So if Moshe Rabbeinu says so, it must be a fact. And if he didn't merely say so, then we clearly, see, we clearly saw his hand reaching out to grasp a hidden hand. And that this act indicated that Eliyahu is indeed here. So understand, the faith that Hashem is here is simple, is simpler, much more, and clearer than the faith that Eliyahu is here in the above example. In this fashion, you have to use examples to attain the awareness that Hashem is certainly here. Here's another example. Atomic Hacham is sitting in his living room, and he's sitting on his chair with his thunder before him, and he's engrossed in his studies. And suddenly, someone comes from behind him and places his hand on his shoulder. When he feels it, he's briefly startled. He says to his friend, who just entered? I didn't hear you come in. And he was so engrossed in his learning that he didn't hear his friend coming. So what can we derive from this example? It was possible for someone to enter and walk around in his room and even make noise. And yet our Talmud Hakam doesn't hear a thing. How is this possible? Because his mind was engrossed in something else. His sense of hearing was not alert. And similarly, we're not alert to the fact of Hashem's presence. And so one may ponder that these examples and say to Hashem, although I cannot, with my bodily senses, perceive your presence here, I believe and wish to believe even more to feel that you're right here near me. And this is an example of striving for the state of even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I feel no evil because you are with me. And you should take this truth and repeat it with simple phrases time and again, using one example after another. Say to Hashem, I don't feel it, but I know you're here. Just as I know that there are bacteria in the room that I cannot see or feel, master of the world, I want to feel that you are near me. And when you're waiting at a bus stop, talk, Stop and think to yourself, if no one else is here, you can even speak this quietly. Master of the world, am I alone or are you with me? Does someone see what I'm doing now or not? Master of the world, I am not alone. You are with me and you see what I do. And throughout the day, you have to remind yourself the presence of the creator at regular intervals and speak to him for a minute or two and say, one thing I know, though I feel it just a little, you, Hashem, are nearby. I don't fully feel it, but it's clear to me that I'm not alone. And accustom yourself, accustom yourself to say, Master of the world, I am not alone. You are with me. And understandably, all this advice assumes that there is already the basis of the hour or day in which you take this idea and develop it. And on this basis, you can return to the matter of time after time, return to it, even repeating the same words, because you don't know that these ideas are essential for life. And although you don't yet feel it, 
you intellectually know that this is a vital matter. And so, Bezat Hashem, Hashem, help each of us to truly seek Him and Bezat Hashem gradually by seeking sincerely. We can Bezrat Hashem merit feeling His proximity and Bezrat Hashem cleaving to Him all the days of our lives. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen ve Amen.